This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Captivating to say the least You're such a beast the way you make my speakers leak Forever butterflies with colorful feathers Endless love leathers I call him my distributor of peace Yeah, silence when the king speaks No need to talk about him cause his rain will never cease Something like electricity Could light the whole world up with the joy that he brings uh, Just like a honeybee I dig, I stick to you, you stick to me Separation will be a tragedy Oh, I love it when you Irreplaceable, so good He got that can't let it go Gotta let you know I love it, I love it Bring it closer, bring it closer Bring it closer Oh, I love it when you Welcome back to the Piper Carter Podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter and my illustrious co-host, Brittany March. What's up, Brittany? Hi, Piper. Oh, wow. my goodness. That intro was... Made me, that big word you just used. <laughs> illustrious. That, that deserves an emoji. Yay. What's the illustrious emoji, emoji look like? Uh, it's definitely got to have some sparkles around oh it. Oh, my God. Right? It's got to be sparkly. And they have to have all the different black shades, too. But they have to have a little tutu, and and, the, and it has to be a girl, and it has to be dancing. Mm-hmm. And um, she has to be, like, spinning around in a circle with a little wand. <laughs> like, she needs spreading the wand. sparkles. The wand is needed, for sure. <laughs> What's up, Piper? What's been up? Um, well, just, you know, this is that season when um organizing organizing strategizing organizing um last week's show was incredible i literally laughed so much when i re-listened to that episode because yeah. their chemistry was so amazing yeah we gotta bring them oh back. they were great <clears throat> and they dropped so much knowledge so oh my much god my mom texted me and was like that was that was so good she was like i definitely was able to connect the dots on a lot of things i had mm. questions about so yeah. yeah that that was like that was real powerful. Yeah, they were great. They like, actually all three inspired of them. me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. And me I actually too. listened to it a bunch of times. Usually I listen to the episode like once or twice. It didn't feel like three hours though, did it? No. It went by fast, didn't it? Was it was so fast. Like, they incredible. all three were like, especially after you like, like listening to it, like mm-hmm. after like being in here with them and like, it was cool. Like, you know, their voices just are just, they were just great. Yeah. Everything about them was great. It was amazing. I was like, wow. That was awesome. Shout out to Carlos. Shout out to Carlos mm-hmm. for um 
you know, organizing, bringing them on, you know, and shout out to the General Baker Institute. Yes. Um, like they said, they'll have summer classes um, again. And so that really just helped me think about organizing and being strategic. <laughs> me too. <clears throat> so, oh my goodness. Um, today, um, I guess we're going to have to talk about violence again. Yeah. Um, so just, I went to the CNN article um, talking about the eight students injured in a school shooting in um, suburban Denver. So as of right now, um, this was posted at <clears throat> eight fifteen or eight thirty four. No, eight fourteen, and it's like eight thirty nine right now. So um, as of right now, it says they got two suspects in custody. So um, so basically. I'll, I'll read a little bit of the article. Okay. So it says two suspects were in custody Tuesday after a school shooting about seven miles from where the Columbine, uh, if you know, by now people are familiar, but the Columbine shooting um, happened. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> uh, almost 20 years ago now um, that left eight students injured. Um, so, Two, they said, were so-called apprehended after the shooting at, um, they're saying it's called a STEM school Highlands Ranch. Um, it covers K through 12. Why would you put K through 12 in the same building? But regardless of that, um, it's the Douglas County Sheriff Tony Spurlock said about 1,850 students attend the school. Um, and this is, they got that information off their website. Um, the so-called suspects are believed to be students at the school. He said one is an adult male and one is believed to be a juvenile. So, um, hint, hint, <clears throat> there, I, I'm going to assume that the so-called adult is 18 and the so-called juvenile is 17. Um, it says the incident rattled an area that just marked the 20th anniversary, right, of the deadly shooting on the nearby Columbine school campus. Um, it says the Douglas County schools were also closed April 17th as authorities scrambled to find an armed Florida teen they said was infatuated with the Columbine massacre. The woman authorities said made threats before she traveled to Colorado where she died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Tragically, this communities and those surrounding it know all too well these hateful and horrible acts of violence, the White House said in a statement. This is a terrible event, Spurlock said. This is something that no one wants to have happen in their community. <clears throat> the shooting started in the high school just before 2 p.m., authorities said. The suspects walked into the school and got deep inside the school, engaging students in two separate locations, Spurlock said. Almost immediately, the school notified authorities. Over the next few minutes, quite a few shots were fired, um, Douglas County Under Sheriff Holly Nicholson Cluth said. As officers were arriving at the school, they could still hear gunshots. The first sheriff's deputies arrived within two minutes and engaged the suspects. Um, so Spurlock said that officers did struggle with the suspects to take them into custody. Uh, we, do not, we do know that we do not have any other suspects. We have all the people that are involved. I wonder 
<clears throat> why he took the time to say that. I guess so that people aren't frightened. Um, and it says, uh, so authorities had initially said they were looking for a possible third suspect. Um, the suspect's vehicle was found in the parking lot. Um, he did not release additional information on the suspects. So several of the victims are critical. Um, the students, several of the students who were shot, um, uh, are in critical condition. It says the, the youngest um, victim is 15 years old. Goodness. At least three local hospitals were treating eight patients after the shooting. Five patients were being treated at Littleton Adventist Hospital. And um, one victim was in good condition at Children's Hospital. And um, what else? Two juvenile patients were being treated at the Sky Ridge Medical Center. And that's in a different county, I suppose, in Lone Tree. So the STEM school was placed on a lockdown after the shooting. The Douglas County School District said in a tweet, all other Highlands Ranch schools were on a lockout. Um, the tweet said the lockout was later lifted uh, for Highlands Ranch schools. So this is an ongoing thing that's like, literally just happened today you know we'll probably find out more yeah the evening the next couple of days <sighs> that's heavy i mean not first of all just send some love and energy to those kids that were shot and hurt and also their parents and their families because yeah. they're just going to school um but yeah let's talk about like white hate White anger. Wow. That's real. Like, this is some real stuff. Remember when, when me and you were watching um, Six Degrees of Separation? Mm-hmm. And that scene where the kid, well, those multiple scenes where the kids were just like angry at their parents. They never, like, in my opinion, they never really dug into... Like, why those kids were so angry at their parents. Like, all those parents were, like, well off and had sent their kids to Harvard. This is definitely not a Harvard situation. But, you know, I'm just kind of looking at this understanding of, like, white teen anger. <laughs> like, white teen hatred. Like, it's really, really, I mean, I remember that, that scene. You know which scene I'm talking about? The mm-hmm. multiple scenes. <clears throat> I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. They were like screaming at their parents. Um, and when I read the review or the critical review of the film, it talked about how the film, you know, leaned really heavily on some, uh, I guess, accounts from different psychological professionals as to um, the human experience and things like that. And so... The film kind of really deals with the human experience and, um, you know, those parts about the teenagers who were in college. So they're like a little bit past that, but they had such resentment and hatred, you know, towards their parents. And it was like a phenomenon that that was based on like this truthful phenomenon that goes on in suburban America and white America where the young people have such resentment and hatred, you know, and anger and, and this kind of thing. And I know 
you know, in general, they say that all teenagers have this rebellion, resentment, and hatred. But, um, yeah, like, I'm going to be super honest with you. That's a white phenomenon, you know? Or I see it as a white phenomenon. You know, like, I do see young people in general, like, our young people being angry. Um, But I'm going to be honest with you, like, the reasons that they're angry is definitely not because their parents have money and send them to great schools. <laughs> like, There's a difference. And, and provide, you know, comfortable homes for them and can help them, you know, get a job if they have terrible grades and can make phone calls to make sure that their livelihoods are secure if they... <laughs> screw up their lives on their own like i don't know it's just really interesting to me this like this teen like hatred phenomenon like that's been for a long time that's been for a long time uh i think it's interesting that i think the actual anniversary of columbine there was an article that came out that was talking about how they were interested to see if this was struck it being an anniversary, if it would strike anybody to like do that, like, mm. and then I think they ended up like finding somebody that like was plotting to do something, mm. and they were able to catch the person. And I, I can't give you what my source was because I just was like, well, they just told you about the girl that they caught. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, I, I don't know, Piper. <laughs> it's, it's just like. Uh, like, okay. I think it's deep rooted in them to white people to not even just white people, just like in our society in general, American, American society to want to hold like there's, there's this sense of like, we need protection. We need to be able to protect, like we need to be able to like have guns. So you got kids who, not only see parents like have guns in the house, but like whose parents at five and six year old when they're, you know, they live in on 10, 15 acres of land. Like that's what they go and do for fun is they shoot guns. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, okay, when is our society really, I don't know if they're ever going to realize this is, I don't know why I'm even asking this question, but when is it, when are we going to realize that like everything that we do correlates? Like how can we psychologically say that there's no gap in between us having one or two guns that we can use to hunt and one is for protection and versus having 20 and 30 guns and having a, a rush off of that having that type of artillery. I don't know. It's just like, it's puzzling. Like, I think it's frustrating for, you know, for their society, you know, for their world, especially because when stuff like this happens, like, it's like, earth shattering especially when kids are involved um but i mean it all correlates like i mean just as much as the gang violence and the things that we put in our music and it's unfortunate that a lot of it is just like to you your i think semi your point a lot of the music that we hear there's a correlation to the environment that these people you know hip hoppers have grown up in but i think it everything correlates like 
we it's just too it's too much of a too much of a want for uh the representation of violence on death there's like a like there's like such a lack of appreciation of humanity of and life. life yes yeah like yeah. but there's so much death in like everything like death on tv normally death in movies death in music death in video games and everyone says like oh but that doesn't mean anything but it's so much death like to the point where people laugh when people get killed you know um people are watching people die in real time people watching police just kill people in real time like there's just we're like surrounded by people just like celebrating death and enjoying death and having death for fun like even even on all these like games like if you think about it like that's how you're playing you're playing having fun at like killing you know or like you go and you're enjoying like killing or like you have your favorite killer um there's just like this obsession with you know death and um yeah but i guess for me, I'm just digging into to the psychosis, and it's it needs to yeah, it needs to be dug into because it it's something there. But I guess I'm looking at it like okay, let's look at it from if we're just looking at straight capitalism. Yeah, these many of these kids' parents have actually achieved the dream, right? They living in the suburbs, they able to you know maintain, they get a decent education. They got everything that, you know, life's needs are, you know, so-called needs are taken care of, right? You know, like, but what is the most basic need that's missing? There's some, there's some stuff that's, like, really missing. And, like, that's the fundamentals of, like, what all this anger is about. Because think about it. When... From the time, if you grew up in a capitalist society, from the time you're a kid, they feed you these like Cinderella stories, these Snow White. They feed you all this, this stuff about, you know, happily ever after, right? Mm-hmm. They feed you the happily ever after. So the happily ever after is basically this tale of like rags to riches and now you're happily ever after. But there's a whole bunch in there, like in the reality of it. That's missing. And when you look at, you know, the this 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 treacherous, dangerous, you know, life that kids are living in the suburbs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like just to go to school and feel the hatred. Just just even even like, you know, the the bullying. The free I mean, if we want to use words like bullying, the freaking Putting people in the categories as to who's valuable, who's not valuable, the taunting, the, you know, just, you know, and, and, and it's just interesting, like, these main pieces of what's missing from people, they don't have, obviously, don't have anything to do with, you know, being able to attain, you know, financial stability and comfort. Because these, all these kids are coming from households of stability and comfort we're humans it's always something it's right? something it's, it's always something it's a big something with well, an s on the end that's missing and also too i mean we may come away finding out that these kids were looking up on the internet like yeah let's celebrate columbine i mean but just 
you know, we could have a conversation about, excuse me, how do kids have access to guns? It's, um, that, I mean, how, not just guns. Semi-automatic and automatic weaponry. Because it's in their house. Like no, I, this is, this is my, what I'm saying. Yeah. You can go to Walmart. You can go online. You can go anywhere and get very cheaply and legally um, a piece of artillery that could rip holes through something in a matter of seconds, right? What's the like? What's the purpose I don't, of having that? Is that I to like kill a rabbit that you're about to eat? No, like the like I'm telling you, like this is anonymously someone that I kind of work with is known for having like this like twenty thirty gun artillery. He when people come over to his house. That's one of the things that he shows off. So I'm trying to break down like... I wouldn't show that to nobody, but... I'm trying to break down like the mentality of... That's why it's like... It is a lot to do with like the capitalism. I call it like the Roman Empire theory that the more you have, the taller you have, the bigger you have, the better you are. You know what I mean? So that's Mm -hmm. that. That's one of it. One one side of it. But then the other side of it, when you think about the, the psychology behind it, okay... If something truly were to happen, Piper, mm-hmm. so like I'm talking about like the worst of the worst that you could imagine, like zombies and shit, like right. government, like the worst. Yeah. If you live with a family of five mm-hmm. and you have 30 guns, only five people can use those guns. Okay. So say if you run out of, say you run out of the ammunition in those five guns. So you need five more guns or you lose a gun. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not. I'm just trying to think of why anyone or a person that lives by themselves. Why do you need fifty guns? Why do you need twenty guns? Because why do you need thirty guns? Because number one, the West has always made its profit off of war, and that's for the most part the United States. You know. That's one of our main exports is war mm-hmm. and, and, and like weaponry, you know, mm-hmm. artillery and this kind of thing. That and entertainment. Yeah. But um, mm. so we have all these deals going on. We're causing all these coups all over the world so that we can sell our weaponry. Right. We already talked about how, you know. Our the United States main focus is selling these tanks, these guns, these planes, you know, all you know, all this technology. They're developing, you know, right now we're in a pre-crime era. They're developing, you know, technology to sense pre-crime. That's what the 5G is all about. That's what the green light project's all about. It's all about detecting. You know, doing this face recognition stuff, like who is going to, who is likely to commit a crime? They're putting this in so-called, you know, high crime areas where crime is likely to happen. Like this weekend, for instance, with Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. there was a, a a deadly shooting. And that's actually where three people were gunned down. Um, let me find that article right quick. Um, there was a so-called um, gang shooting 
um, I think it was yesterday or the date, no, the date, like this, so it was probably Sunday. Um, this, 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 this gentleman, black guy, um, basically opened fire in, in Greek town. If you don't know Detroit, Greek town is like three or four strips of like open, um, restaurants and, People just, you know, go through and all the restaurants are, are, are Greek. And so, um, they even got their own casino and, 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 and a casino and everything. (laughs) And so, um, long story short, this guy, you know, is supposedly a part of one of the, the so-called gangs that's in the suburbs. He opens fire, like in the middle of the, in the middle of the street and they, they show it on the video they have him on um on video like his full frontal his name and everything where he's from and then they have video of the incident that occurred and you see all these people like scattering and everything mm. um so they said like just after midnight on Bobian and Monroe in Greektown so um it said that he like opened fire and he shot um three men so ages 23 24 and 32 and so, um, I guess there were other victims, you know, that were in the vicinity. And, um, so he fled the scene. He's, um, not in custody. They're like looking for him right now. And so, I mean, this whole thing goes into like safety. It goes into like, you know, uh, policing. It goes into like. Um, all this pre-crime stuff, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just really, now that was very different than this school shooting, right? But at the same time, he he opened fire in a crowd, right? To get at what, like two, three people that he had a previous beef with. So he opened up and, and put like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 people that was on the street at risk. Just because, you know, he's got a personal beef, right? And I guess, you know, however that goes down. So, there's a, you know, there's just... And it's interesting because, like, with that one, um, people were writing in, like, oh, what what are the, you know, Detroit police doing about all this violence? Like, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is the reason that they're they're to me they're putting these types of news stories in the cycle. Don't get me wrong; they need to be in the news cycle because they are they are news. At the same time, though, they are trying to sell people on pre crime, so they're trying to sell people on this um, face record. You know, increasing their face recognition software. Um, the Green Light Project. If you're not familiar with the Green Light Project, they're basically forcing businesses to accept the green light. And so, if your business does not accept the green light, did you know that the police won't respond if you call? And the thing is that the the police are a city, you know, 
they work for the city, which means that's that the taxpayers pay for, you know, that service, if you will. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're that they won't even come to a regular business. If the business is like, yo, I don't want the green light. And then they're like, oh, well, then we won't come. Then that means that they're not even going to offer you your basic service if you don't take the this forced surveillance. Anyway, the whole thing is just, it's just too much violence. <laughs> it's just too much. I, I, I'm, it's too much I'm, random. I'm still stuck violence. on why people need 50 guns. I mean, I guess we just answered that. It's a it's an ego thing or it's a museum thing. That's well, also too, to I mean, especially if you got a household of kids. Like I don't understand. Like if a, even even if a zombies attack, if that ever were to ever happen, you could only use one gun at a time. Like, well, is, there's that. If you watch any of these movies, you can use two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's just, you know, listen, I'm going to read this one article to you. All right. Um, so, so billionaires, right, mm-hmm. are preparing these bunkers. Like, the 1% are preparing these, like, bunkers for the apocalypse. Yeah. You know, they have, like, these doomsday bunkers. And um, so, basically, there's these bunkers that they're building that are, like, underground in these places that they that they you know, have been, have predicted that, you know, we'll be safe in the apocalypse, right? And they're filling them with all types of, you know, like a war chest, as well as, you know, all their gold and riches and and, and things. And um, the crazy thing is that um, this is real. Like, you can look this up. It's totally real. It's a regular articles that are on like CNN and stuff like that. Um, so they're getting insurance for these for these things. They are they they're building technology under there. They are um, you know some they're made of like concrete and 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 steel and um, they're they're designed to last for like generations and generations. And they're designed to hold like a year supply of, you know, food per person. And they could withstand like earthquakes and all that. Um, It's just, you know, we're, I mean, we're just in this um, age of, of fear. We're in this age of apocalypse. We're in this age of man-made climate change. You know, we're in this age of, you know, man-made catastrophes. Um, And in addition to that, you know, all types of artists are just making all types of (laughs) art to just, like, underline it. You know what's hilarious? Did you see TMZ today? Mm -mm. So, um, Joyner Lucas made this new song. You heard his new song? Mm Mm-mm. What is that song called? Um, look it up. It's called like the devil something. All right, I'm about to look it up. I'm and like, long story short, he made this song about who um all has passed and like why did God take those people? 
And then he then he like makes suggestions as to like who God should take instead. <laughs> and like the guys on TMZ were like kind of got into a little disagreement about that messaging. And um, you know, that was pretty interesting. Myself, I'm I'm not really in agreement with making songs like that. I think that's negative energy. But um at the same time, I get it. He's trying to be provocative and sell records and be relevant. And he made it to TMZ. <laughs> um, hopefully he can stay safe and, you know, people don't be coming after him, trying to target him for anything. What, did you find the song? Yes, yeah, uh, that's crazy. I What's saw, the name of it? It's called, uh, what is this song called? I got, I drifted into something else. I didn't even really look at the name of the song. Um let me see. What is the name of this song? Hold on. And it's funny. I just saw it on TMZ today. Dang. Oh, Devil's Work. Yeah, The Devil's Work. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, what's interesting is that, you know, he said on there that he was voicing what others are afraid to voice. And part of it to me goes into um the only reason i'm against that type of messaging is because what you put out like comes back to you 100 percent. and these freaking trump supporter people are psychotic and who knows if people take that as like a threat even though my mom always simply said if two people are arguing one person walks up they can't tell the difference they can't figure out who the fool is well, I guess more like if, you know, if you say, oh, God, take these people. I mean, it is it is kind of sort of like a prayer and a curse. It is. Um, At the same time, though, I do understand that he's trying to sell records and he's trying to be provocative. And he did make it to TMZ with that provocativeness. But just me personally... I wouldn't put out a message like that. I wouldn't either. You know? I can't because I know how a little bit how my karma works. So but I wouldn't also, even... too, you never know who you're sparking and, and make it interested. <sighs> at, and, at the end of the day, like, we live, in this, we live in this society where, like, it's just like, I don't know. It's like we're all kind of a little bit delusional. But it's just, like, weird to me how, like, people are so for, like, this this yearn and want of freedom of speech but like they, this they, this whole thing of freedom of speech and removing your freedom of speech and it's not freedom of speech if you're if if you if it's filled with hate like let's start with like even if what you are saying isn't hateful like let's think about like why all of a sudden have we gone away from the foundations that everything you're thinking doesn't need to be said that's uh, funny it's true like there's a time where what happened to the foundation like there is a time and place for everything it's not about you having like i think chris brown said this years ago like he could do whatever the f he wanted and i it made me think like when people say that like i can do what i want like that whole mentality like it's like okay duh like i think well the that part- makes me think of um alistair crawley and do what thou wilt but I mean, that's the whole point of being human is having will. Like we all have will, passion, and the ability of choice. That that does not make you greater than the other because you choose to do something because you have the choice to do it. Like I can't spend a million dollars because I don't have a million dollars to spend. 
Just because you have a million dollars to spend doesn't make you better than me or because you choose to spend your million dollars because you can. But if you have a million dollars and you choose to do a little bit here with it, do a little bit of here with it, some people will look at you and say that you're a logical person. So I use that as imagery to say, like, just because you have the ability to open your mouth and speak, that it doesn't, the buck doesn't stop there. Like, if is what you're saying productive? Does it provide positivity? I'm not saying kumbaya when I say positivity. There's layers to negative, positive energy because obviously being this old or young of a society, we know positive and negative energy is needed from the battery aspect. Mm. But I'm saying like positive in a sense of does it do, does it touch a person? Does it, does it, does it touch yourself? Like if no one, if you, what you say and no one agrees with you on it, do you have the will to still have that belief? So it's not so much the freedom of speech that I think, I think, I think the media is trying to sell us on this whole freedom of speech thing, which I think is another open window to leading to the sale of violence. Like when you get so upset at the fact that someone doesn't want to hear what you have to say. And you've felt like all your life you've been silenced and people continue to call you crazy or um, everyone loves what you say. And then we put one tweet out and everyone doesn't like it. Like it's shit like that. Like so this whole movement of being opinionated, I'm not saying there is not a, in a, in a space where people can use their opinions and use their freedom of speech. And but I think that we should go back and redefine the way we communicate in words and like to your point, the power of certain words together, because at the end of the day, words are energy. And yes, by default, I don't care if you believe in voodoo or Jesus, it can be a spell or a curse. Well, it's interesting. Cause like I look at Twitter like that. I look at Twitter. Like I see a lot of people, you know, people always ask that question. Like are like, do you use the same personality on Twitter or social media that you are in real life? And me personally, I'm the same person on my social media and my Mm -hmm. Twitter that I am in my real life, Mm -hmm. which is probably why I only have like 7,500 followers. But, 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 you know, people um, that are very provocative on social media and Twitter, they have, thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of followers because the nature of the social media is to be provocative and say crazy and negative things um to get people to like and retweet and respond and share and what i find um super interesting is that those people that are the most popular on social media are the ones who are doing and saying all the offensive stuff. And so, um, it's energy, right? What I I just find it interesting. Um, me personally, I don't share any of that provocative negative stuff. Like as a matter of fact, when I see that any of that type of stuff come across my timeline, I go onto that. Let's say like a person might have shared something. Maybe it's not them, but it's another person that they shared. I go onto that person. I look and I see how many of this type of thing is this person sharing. Mm. 
If I don't like it, then I'm about to unfollow. Like back to back to back, just like. Or if I just see a few, you know, I'm the, like, the I don't want to see this. I got you. You know, I I, I just unfollow because I'm like, I don't, on my social media, my timeline, I don't have time for that. I'm 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 too interested in making the world better and learning from people that want to make the world better and being inspired by people that want to make the world better. Now that's not to say I don't follow some of the provocative people, but I feel that the provocative people that I follow have that intention to make the world better. How about you? Um you you have to, like, there's this, like, thin line. Like, you have to, I'm not saying for you to be, I'm not saying, not for you when I say you, but people in general to, like, be these filtered beings where they feel like they're trapped in this closet and then one day they burst because they're not, like, being themselves or yeah. they're not saying what they want to say. Like, I just think that we all have it in us to have, like, a temperature gauge. Like, we come we come equipped with a with the gauge uh we have we come again i think we come we come to this world with uh, a temperature gauge i think we come to this world with a light switch um and i think i mean internally like i think that there's things that we should be able to gauge and we should be able to fill out and things that we should and i'm not saying everyone is perfect like 90 percent of the world's issue is misunderstanding and communication mm. So I'm not sitting here as a saint like that. Anytime I walk into a room, I'm able to communicate properly and that I haven't made mistakes or errors communicating, whether it be on social media or face to face. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is, is that I think that the yearn the like if your yearn to your point, like if your yearn is journalism is real, right? We, we, I think we have to respect journalism. We have to, respect the people who keep us aware and keep us on our toes. Realism is real. If there's someone who's provocative that is sharing information that may creep towards violence and negativity or however you perceive it, it doesn't mean that they don't have a place and that they shouldn't be sharing it. But to your point, like if that's what you are consumed with, like you look at, you can, you can gauge like what someone is consumed with, like, it's like back to the gun conversation. Like my best friend and her husband, they carry. They 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 feel that that is their right. She has one. He has one. You know, much of Detroit and much of Michigan. But have. when you talk about thirty and forty guns, there's there's there is a disconnect there. Like, You'd be surprised. I mean, Detroit is armed to the hilt. So is Michigan. I believe that armed to the hilt and. The the we, the larger we in American society has has been sold that people are dangerous, people are out to get you, people are trying to steal your things, people are trying to harm you, and the world is bad, and you need these guns to protect you from these people that are going to do something to you. And we are bombarded in on every day at multiple times per day on the four o'clock news, the five o'clock news, the six o'clock news, the seven o'clock news, the eight o'clock news, the morning news, like 
at the noon news, <laughs> the two o'clock news, like all day, whether it be on these regular local TV station channels or whether it be on, you know, Twitter or what have you, we are bombarded with messages of violence, messages of you need guns to protect yourself. You know, you need guns. You need a gun to protect yourself. Are there these like secret passages, uh, secret, secret pass, uh, I don't even know if that's the right terminology. Is there like this secret world of people who are like Channel 4 News, we're the NRA and we want you to sponsor a story that's about. Why Why does that, it's not a secret. I mean, in real life, America's a war machine. And that's what America outputs. We output weapons and, and war. But we, we output we output entertainment. So we're the we put out these messages. Like we put out that I mean, the very nature of America itself, the inception of America is violence. America displaced Native Americans, indigenous people. It, America brought over Africans and forced them into slavery on a land that they had to figure out how to farm. Like America, you understand what I'm saying? Like the yeah. very inception of the Americas, because we'll go down to Haiti, you know, Hispaniola, Brazil, all through, you know, South America, Central America, the Caribbean. I mean, all over what's going on in Africa right now. The U.S. sponsors terrorism. The U.S. breeds terrorists. The U.S. raises terrorists. This is what America does. All through the 80s, most of the movies in the 80s, that's where they began using all these automatic weapons. Before then, in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, it was all about the cowboy flicks. Yo, that's funny you say that because I was watching this like documentary one day and this is loose information because it's floating, but we're, I'm trying to think what war it was, but basically Hitler was getting ready to do something war related and he needed he needed a movie that would like pump up the people. Like, so wouldn't it be like about him just going to war, like giving them a sense of pride? It was a war movie. He he went and was like, can you create this movie that's like based on war, but that gives us a sense of pride? So to make them feel like as they get ready as a country to go into war, go into combat, that they would have this sense of pride and the shit worked. Like, well, it's most of the films. Yeah, I've said it many times on this show. Nazi Germany really, really, really created and perfected propaganda. Mm. The whole genre of film and advertising was created and perfected in Nazi Germany. So we're talking pre-World War II, right? We're talking, you know, Europe in like the 30s, okay? And... Most of the films were made creating this propaganda image. Most of that—that was the purpose of the films. 
We keep saying again and again and again how Henry Ford and Hitler were were buddies. They were, you know, bosom buddies. You know, the the um Henry Ford created Dearborn for white folks. Why? Because they are the deer that were born. Their their blood heritage are the deer that were born. The he created Inkster. And that's where he put all the black folks. Why? Inkster. That's why they called it Inkster. Mm. He was a master. He learned about these these this like you know, celebration of master race and all this kind of thing. And like what brain capacities that people would have to be able to participate in what ways those personality tests that they give you in school were all developed. That's all like Nazi personality and Nazi um, psychology, like trying to figure out what your aptitude is, meaning like what you need to be studying and what you, what career you need to be doing. But just zooming out from that, the more that we just understand that all this media is a propaganda machine, we'll be able to see, like, why, you know, like, right now, why are, you know, why why are we celebrating movies with teens killing even this the uh i saw the netflix thing if it was netflix or some show that was uh around people committing suicide it showed that like it increased suicides like by a crazy amount like i get people like we say in our in in our world right our hip-hop world like okay we get that like this was your this is your environment like this is why you're talking about these things like you walk out of your house like kendrick lamar does it the best you know like giving you the imagery of like how close and uh, proximity gang life was around him, how he, you know, was in cars where he was getting ready to commit certain things and doing certain things just based off his environment. So we know that that's real to the art form, right? We know that there is a, uh, a, uh, a line where you go into someone who's doing poetry, where they're going and they're telling you about the trauma that they've experienced, but then there's the other side that glorifies that, that doesn't know that, again, that that has not used that that gauge, I tell you, that we have to realize that, okay, this is more than just you talking about your environment. This is you glorifying the things that have gone on in your environment and selling that that part of your environment is what makes you superior. So it's like the same thing with like, the news, the same thing with like these TV shows, like, okay, of course, Lifetime has a whole channel, you know what I'm saying, Up that is based on trauma, like where you, if you want to go and watch people's experience of dealing with rape and misogyny and murder, like, okay, that's a little bit overkill for me. Like, I'm not saying... But pretty much most of these channels are showing that. Right, right. It might, it might look a little softer. Right. You know, depending on the channel, but yeah. Where's the, our gauge? Like, where's our gauge for it? So, like, as I said, like... I'm, like, what do you mean gauge? Like, to be able to be like, okay, like, all right. But why would you even have a gauge? Where we, would a gauge come from? We have it in us. I think we have a... We Like I said, we. I think we are have it if you have to be connected to it but you have those moments like if i'm eating a bag of chips and i'm like i tell my even though i want to keep going like i tell myself like okay i need to chill 
Like this is this is too much. Like, but some people don't have that gauge. I think they do, but they're not connected to it. I don't think I think certain people don't have it. I think <laughs> I think I'm for, for real. I think I think we're all wired different. There are true. There are people, and this might sound like woo. There are people that are pure evil. I believe that too. There are people that don't have that gauge. I believe that. You know, I that's called that. a psychopath and a sociopath. There are people who enjoy harming <laughs> others. There are people who enjoy harming themselves. Yeah. They're like like yeah. like that's a person, like that's a human, and that human actually exists. That's true. And if we look at everyone like everybody has potential for love, some people do not have a gauge. Some people don't. So you think our society, like, if it's 100 consumers, how many, like, if we're all consuming the art of war, violence, uh, um, sex, like, if there are 100 people consuming that, how many of you think, how many people you think can gauge that it's too much? But I think it's not about, like, like percentages and that type of thing. I think it's just, like, where... Would a gauge come from? Where would where does that gauge even come from? I guess what I'm talking about what people will consider a moral compass, right? But whose morality and who decides what what morality is and is not, and who decides I do what is moral, right? For yourself, right? But you've decided that you want to follow something called morality. There are people who have never even come in contact with such a concept. I believe that too. You know, and, 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 and people who don't even have access to that. I, I'm with you. So we can't look at like, oh, everyone's the same if they just change and be different. That Like, that's not no, no, going to no. happen. I, I'm not suggesting that. I'm yeah. just suggesting that those of us who do have it, which I know we do. Like, I think that if you, that, like, you call it low-hanging fruit. Like, I'm talking, because I'm talking to myself. Like, it's times where I catch myself being overly engaged in something. Shout out to Nature Boy. Like, like I'm just, I'm Donald, shout out to Donald Trump. Like, and Donald Trump, Piper, in 2016. Like, you before, really going to shout Donald Trump out? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Oh. Come on, don't do me like that. Okay, okay. Or back in Don't 2000, be like that. <laughs> in 2016, though, somebody took a sound bite of that. Wow. Uh, in 2016, like during the presidential election, like I just found myself like being really intrigued by like I thought he was like so humorous. Like I thought he was so funny. Like, like even now, like it's stuff that's that he, called propaganda. Like I, I would be like laughing. Like this dude is nuts. Like he is tripping. Like. So I caught I caught myself one day like, oh my God, like you keep going on CNN, you keep going on Yahoo, like you keep going on like all these mainstream media outlets and like every single day, like you know it's going to be a story, whether it's the left's agenda to like make him look horrible or whether he's just that horrible, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, you know, and quotations around the left, um... But I'm like, why are you looking at it? You know, it's going to be the same thing every day. So for like a month, like I was like, I'm not going to get on none of these sites. Like, and then the month that I got done, I'm like, I'm about to just go and click to see what, st- like, what story is about to pop up first. And sure enough, it was his orange ass on there. Like Donald Trump does this. So I had to like realize like, like I have to chill on that. Like 
especially because like if a month later it like even now like even a year two three years later like I can type in my phone a a, a particular site and I know exactly what that site is gonna have on there like I know what if there's nothing to talk about like I can kind of sense engage kind of like what what it is that they're gonna be talking about like I can already feel it so like when I say that like about like it's not more so like about us like taking better steps and like everybody should just kumbaya and be the same but I just think that there's a lot of us who get caught in a cycle of not just social media it's not social media that's the problem it's this like overextension or us engaging and being to me oh just the 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 just the the, the over consumption in general whether it be food whether it be um media whether it be um you know uh guns like it's like this overconsumption like this greed mentality like so I think there's a lot of us that if we like cut back and I say us because me too like there's things in general like if I stopped overly consuming like I would be a much better part there's areas where I don't overconsume. like so if I could follow that that like that's the residual from being in a capitalist society it's capitalism. We overconsume everything. Well, uh, because it because it's a constant messaging of you gotta have the new, the latest, the next, the biggest, the best, yeah, you know, type of thing. And when in reality, it's that these media outlets have entire psychological teams so that do psychological profiles to you know do reports to figure out what people are responding to. And then they, they create entire cycles based on what's going to get a certain response. So they know how you think. Yeah. So once you understand about, and it's not a conspiracy theory, this is like what, this is how media is created. Like people really don't understand. Well, you have meetings, you know, this Mm -hmm. is all money. This is all capitalism. And it's all to sell people on war and to be complacent about war. And, you know, we heard it on the other podcast we had before when they talked about they never want to have another quote unquote Vietnam fiasco where the American public is not sold on war. And so they did a test run with 9-11 and it worked. And, you know, they're continuing. They're only going to escalate more war. They're only going to escalate more because these conglomerates are all about war and prisons. So it's all about creating more laws that make more stuff illegal, creating more ambiguity as to, like, how that can be interpreted so that they can catch you up in it, creating more ways more um shallower ways in which you can get caught up into the law to get you into the system more more ways to get you um criminalized and so that's on that level right and so um it's to sell weapons it's to sell prisons it's to sell pre-crime to people to sell fear to people to sell you know this idea of, you know, this boogeyman is going to come get you in your home, is going to kill everybody, 
and you got to have all your guns and but look at what happens right if you are you know actually trying to protect yourself right now you got to fight for your life on the stand your ground law right they say you have the right to bear arms they're trying to make sure that you don't i mean in theory, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a pacifist. I don't believe in weapons and guns and killing. Like, I don't believe in that. I believe in <clears throat> life, humanity, love, nurturing, life-giving. At the same time, I definitely believe in the right to bear arms. Me too. I think it it's important because I don't think that the government should be the only ones that have guns and weapons <laughs> in the police force. Yep. That's definitely not cool. And, you know, at the same time, I understand about being a warrior, warrior mind, a warrior spirit, you know, things like that. But what I originally want to dig into is like, yeah, taking it back to this capitalism, like this capitalism, right, that people are fighting for justice, freedom, equality and, and capitalism, the right to shop at Walmart, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is what we're protecting and upholding, right? That's right. What I'm Let's look at what, like, what it is. Why? What are we fighting for again? And at the same time, when we look at the youth that come from these families, where Walmart is abundant and doing great, these kids are shooting up the, the freaking school because they're angry. And, and these are kids who have, you know... Three squares a day, a comfortable home, heat, hot water, live in nice, so-called nice neighborhoods. They're humans. It's always something. It's always something. But I mean, my point is that if, How it's, it's, about, perceived. if it's about capitalism I'm with you. and protecting capitalism, like then where, where, where say ye, <laughs> uh, it, does that fit into it? Because there's something else. Yeah, there's something else. It, there's something did New else. Zealand, did New Zealand truly put a like ban on particular guns within like a week after that thing happened? I'm unsure. We gotta look that up. <sighs> that is crazy to me. But even if even if New Zealand did put a ban on the guns, right? I mean, in the reality of realities, you could put whatever sanctions, bans, whatever you want to put on anything. The the long and the short of it. Is in America, these this is the order of the day. Is weaponry, guns, artillery, tanks, police, policing, pre-crime, green light, um, killing, murder. You understand what I'm saying? Like this is a freaking culture. This is a cultural phenomenon, cultural obsession, and. We 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 need a cultural revolution. A hundred percent. We need an emotional, psychological, mental, spiritual revolution. We need a cultural revolution. We need a revolution that involves us rethinking the ways in which we're dealing with conflict, the ways in which we're dealing with anger and this and what's going on. Now, I'm not sure what to do. About white boy anger. And shoot, white girl anger, because the girl is the one that went up there and was like, Oh, I wanna I wanna do it me a Columbine. 
But I'm saying like, you know, the young men that did the little, that did the, you know, the like Columbine copycat thing in Denver. I mean, honestly, that we've been seeing, they've been publicizing more, right? That this is going on. Yeah, like it's unreal. Like to, the the even when they give you statistics, people are like, oh, like you said, it has nothing to do with statistics. Like people are so, I use statistics for imagery and statistics are fine, but then it goes back to like being overly consumed with something like, if it's not a statistic behind it, then you just don't believe it. Like, so because they know people, some people are statistic driven, number driven, because they feel like, like you said, they study the psychology of how people think. Like, these are number number driven people. So articles like, oh, since so-and-so, so-and-so, this percentage of things have happened. You know, since Columbine, there's been a shooting, there's been a mass shooting every day. Okay. I mean, look at this. This school was a so-called STEM school, S-T-E-M, Science, Technology, Engineering, Math. That means that it was heavily resourced to provide, well, in theory, we'd have to go visit to know, but in theory, it's heavily resourced to provide a great, so-called great education to these young people, right? Mm-hmm. So, in theory, these people are paying their taxes to make sure that these kids have a great education. So these young people are missing a key ingredient to their, you know, education, to their emotional education, to their human education, you know? Yep. Uh That's a disconnect. Yep. A disconnect to be able to, there's a disconnect in shooting. There's a huge, it, 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 and when it comes to killing people. I mean, I'm sorry, Grand Theft Auto should be so illegal. Like, I look at my, like, little cousins play that game, like, and I'll just be like, oh my God, this game is so stupid. There's, a, there's like, a huge disconnect to, like, to a shooting. Because, like, it's obviously easy for people to shoot. You know, it's another thing like if people had like knives and had to go at each other or like beat each other up or, you know, like physically put their hands on one another. Like, I'm not advocating that at all. I'm just saying like there's a huge disconnect from understanding humanity and like shooting. Right. Because like there's literally like an aspect of distance in the shooting, especially something like an automatic weapon. Right. Right. Like you don't need to be up on folks to be doing that. Right. You can go into a room, you know, like there's a complete disconnect. So that tells me that there's a complete disconnect from your humanity. There's already a disconnect from humanity, like you trying to kill people. But there's definitely a disconnect from your humanity. You just gunning people down. I know it's not just like the the games. It's a you equivalent. You kids down. Bro, I mean, sis, they literally, in the game Grand Theft Auto, like I watch all kids play it and adults. Like you can do missions, right? Like you can do missions. Oh, yeah. right? But then you have it to where you just roaming around. Yeah. And then you can just like watch a person play that game and kind of like kind of gauge how they like think. 
Yeah. Because there'll be people who just are getting in the car and they just running people over, going up to people, shooting them in the head. Like, you like you could be doing anything in this game. Like, I know. And you choose to you run people. You can do whatever. You can have you can sex. Like, and you choose to just be walking up on people, shooting them in the head. You get the cold for, like, all the... All the like you got games where the kid pick kids now they can go and like get like in game that a grand theft auto like they can get like tanks like army yeah, tanks yeah and like Motorcycle. go through blocks and then just like mm-hmm. run everybody over like blow up a whole town like but just like collect cars all type of cars you want all type of it's just a reinforcement of capitalism capitalist values and and then you got these kids who locked the the parents are of course they talk junk like all Susie wants to do is play video games all day and then you have that like the whole the the intergenerational debate is well our world is becoming virtual no matter what you say like you have the parents you have to listen to us kids and let us play video games because this is the way we connect now and then you have the parents who say these kids they don't want to go outside anymore and they don't want to it's not about them going outside and playing like I truly believe that a, a, that a child, if they were inside their whole life, they may be a little socially awkward. I don't think it's about them going outside and playing. Of course, that's some of it. But it's what are they doing while they're sitting in the house? And if you're allowing them to sit in a room, and I'm not telling anybody how to raise their kids because I don't have any. But I'm just talking about like things that like, I get it. Or People, just neglect, right? Yeah. Like for, I mean, a garden needs for you to tend it in order for it to grow. Just simple. Thank you. Yes. And just like yes. like young people. Like p- young people need attention. They need you to have conversations with them. They need you to listen. They need you to empathize. They need you to show support. They need you to give some guidance. They need you to like spend some time with them and do some things. And you know, I I I think you know we're just in this world of like where everyone is just trying to get their money. And be successful and work and like do their thing. And, you know, people are neglecting, you know, to really engage with one another. You know, people are neglecting to um, really invest in one another time-wise. Yeah. It's, you know? I enjoy so much uh, talking to people and looking in their eyes and feeling them and... And I think we naturally all enjoy it. Like, I think... Well, like, we need connection. We're human yeah. beings. We oh need connection. Oh, my God. Like... But remember, they're... Everybody's different. Everybody is different. You know, like, some people my, don't like that level of intimacy and honestly, or connection I don't or think it's contact needed. or touch. I don't think it's needed for everybody, like, right? But I think what I'm saying is, is that there are levels of us that I think do appreciate it, but because we're overly consumed, we don't understand the importance of it. Like, not the people who don't need it, who who aren't genetically made that way, like, to be a people person. To I think that if we have a segment of people who are people uh, that are what you would call, like, people who love intimacy and connections but we start losing the vast majority of those people like that I think is what the issue is like not saying like everyone should be that way but the people who are grounded and rooted in that and like used and can become successful and 
make other people successful by that one-on-one human connection like that has to it has to exist. I think it, it's needed. But people need to just start investing in one another and also need to start investing in young people and, and just one another in general because, I mean, I hate to say that it's so simple because it's not. Mm. But I do wonder the young people who, you know, felt that it was okay to go to school or who got the bright idea to go to school and just shoot people up. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me, there's so many complex yep. parts of that. Yeah. It's a recipe for sure. You know, there's so many complex parts of that. Like to begin to dissect that, you know what I'm saying? Is, is necessary so that we can, mm do things differently. Like me in particular, my personal philosophy is to be like a butterfly or like a bee (laughs) or like a flower, you know, in the world, a fairy or whatever, you know, and like spreading love and joy and peace and happiness. Um, Investing in people, listening to people, you know, um, making change. That's how I, that's my personal trajectory for how I want to do things. Whatever I don't see, you know, create, create solutions where I see problems and issues. Mm. Everybody's not cut like that. Everybody's not built like that. Some people, you know, want to see, you know, destruction in the world. Right. But I just see it where it's tipped to where it's, you know, so amplified, the negativity is so amplified, it's celebrated, it's rewarded with it, money it, and funding. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's not Advertising like... Advertising It's not support. like... You're saying, like, it's not rewarded like, oh my gosh, yay, another killing, but, like, basically with the things that follow that, like, mm-hmm. like everything around it in so many words is truly celebrating it. Well, also, too, what happens is... This is an opportunity to sell you on pre-crime. This is this is a just like the story that I saw on the news. I think it was ABC News about the young guy that was in a so-called gang that was from Oakland County that opened fire in Greektown. These are instances in which because so-called regular people come home from work and watch the news. There's still a, that 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 segment of the population still exists mm. and they're a little older. And these are the people who are afraid of the youth. They're afraid of the outside, they're afraid of outdoors. You know, they're barricading themselves in. They're able to sell alarm systems. They're able to sell surveillance systems. They're selling people on pre-crime. It's funny you say that. They're selling them on the green light. They're selling them on that they should be voting for the police to get, you know, millions of dollars of increase so they can get more armor, more tanks, more guns, more, you know, they're being sold on legislation that, you know, stops and frisks people that look quote unquote suspect that stop people when they're driving. So this is an entire industry and this is propaganda to sell you when, to me, I think 
we need to look at, you know, some more healing methodologies. We need to look at, you know, our returning citizens that are coming, you know, from these places where they have been enduring terrorism, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they come back into community unhealed, untreated. That's one segment of our, I'm speaking of our population, right? They're coming into these communities where there's lack of access to things. So, you know, especially any sort of treatment, any sort of treatment for any sort of trauma that they've endured, right? And so in our communities, we've always been taught this ghetto is so freaking scary that we need to escape to the suburbs. Well, now what they're teaching you with this message is, hey, the suburbs are scary. So now where are you going to go? Oh, it's nowhere to go. You know what we need to do? We need to create checkpoints where we start frisking people. We need to have 5G where we can surveil people. We need to have video cameras on top of traffic lights where we can listen in to hear people's conversations and get their face recognition. We need to have the green light so we can, you know, see people and we need to be able to monitor to have like, you know, a handle on pre-crime as to like who might commit a crime. Like (laughs) we literally are there right now where they're collecting all this type of data. And it's been proven Mm. that this, these robots are racist robots because the input that's going into them, is racist data that's going into them and oh, it gives me shivers. But this is this is where we are right now. So to me, I look at it like I said, we have to have cultural revolution. We have to start, you know, working from some different paradigms and like teaching some different paradigms. And one of the paradigms that we have to teach is investing in one another and investing in terms of time. Mm-hmm. And just like right now, we say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Nobody has time for anything. No one has time for anybody. But we need to, we need to figure out how we're going to listen to one another. We have to, you know, um, we have to have enough patience to be able to, you know, give each other the time of day. Like that takes a level of, wanting to hear from another person that other person might be three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve years old that person might be in middle school and come in to talk to you about some nonsensical crap that you really don't want to hear about he said she said in school get on my nerves blah 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 you know yeah and what happens is you know as as, as parents and caregivers and big brothers and sisters and these adults that got busy lives and working and don't have time. We got to go hit it up. We don't want to hear that. Um, long as they in their room being quiet, we don't care. And I'm not talking about any particular race of people. I'm talking about these white kids too. Yes. Nobody has time. Everybody's working and right trying to do their thing. They're trying to get their thing off. And nobody has time for these kids. Nobody has time for one another. Nobody wants to listen to one another. Nobody has patience for one another. Nobody has the time to try to figure something out. Nobody has the time to sit and try to figure out where the miscommunication happened Mm. in a way that's not going to harm the other person, you know, in a way that you're actually trying to come to understanding. Maybe 
you know, it might be boring to listen. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear half the stuff when kids are telling me stuff. Like, but I don't the, care but about in, most of that stuff. But what's but in, they need you yeah. to listen. And but what's interesting they need too, you to listen. And, and you need to act like you care. Uh, I was gonna say like. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be non-genuine. Like I even no, it think, be genuine. I even think like when I think about like my little cousin. Sometimes I have to use examples, you know, that are close to me. Like hell no, I don't want to hear about half the stuff they talk about, right? But and the reality of it is, I'm like, but they are very aligned because they're so young. They know they feel adult energy, mm-hmm. so they're coming to me. Yeah. They're coming to me. You know what I mean? They yeah. see something in me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They tell me if my hair is off, if I'm gaining weight, they'll tell me anything mm-hmm. about myself. Mm-hmm. So when they go to tell me about their day and their perspective of a movie, I kind of feel kind of cool. Like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. they're coming to me. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And I have to remember that, like, in a lot of aspects, even with my mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she tells me stuff and I'm like ma you told me this five times yeah. like why are you telling me this we have to have patience for our loved ones yes we and have to have patience for our loved at ones. the end of the day like I would probably pay for that sometime in the future to hear her tell me a, a story mm. five times you know what I'm saying so like yeah I agree with you that, I, we have I to agree have with you for our loved ones and we have to you know it. it's it's really difficult to I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes, you know, you go into the gas station or the store. It can be intimidating. Yeah. You know, because, you know, people are in there acting like they're about to fight, getting excited, screaming at the person behind the bulletproof <laughs> yeah. glass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't know when somebody about to be ticked all the way off and you're like, oh, my God, I'm in here right now. Mm-hmm. It, you know, everybody is under like a time bomb. Everybody's ready to explode. Yeah. You know, and I mean, no matter what socioeconomic level you are, people are just angry. People are walking around here unhealed, traumatized, and angry. Yep. It's the easy, yeah, it's the, it's so easy to fall into negative energy sometimes. It's just like, it's right there. You know, and you never know what will, like, what is the trajectory of a person that shoots into, like, shoots kids, shoots at a school, shoots at a crowd of kids. Like, what is your trajectory? Like, what are you on? Where does that come from? To me, that's, well, part of it is ancestral memory. Just like we have ancestral memory, like there's ancestral memory there about genocide, okay? And part of it is, in my opinion, and people would completely disagree with me, especially a lot of hip hoppers, but a lot of it is messaging. A lot of it is messaging. And then, you know, some of it is the how are the other young people treating these people? You know, hip hop is so young. Like I think about it, like all how, this- how how do people treat these people? Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's all good. I'm just I'm saying, sorry. like, but how how like some of these kids, you know, when they're going to school, how are they being treated? How are their parents treating them? Like what what like what are they up against? What are they dealing with? Like maybe me and you are looking at them like, hey, you're comfortable. 
what on earth? I can I can understand why a lot of kids in the hood are angry. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to figure out like, why are you angry? But it's, there's some stuff that stuff, we don't get. Yeah, it's because it's like, like we we both stated that like it's always something. You know, when you are free of your environmental issues you're free of all that all the stuff that we experience and consider trauma when you're free of that you know you have two parents in a household you know maybe you even have a stay-at-home mom but she's busy being a stay-at-home mom because you have two older brothers and you have a dad that's like never there um you already you have some issue you have a, you may be weird you haven't you to yourself like you're having trouble like fitting in cuz and the kids are probably mean. Yeah, cuz it's Cause it's a competition. Like yeah, you yeah, you live in a nice neighborhood, but there's 20,000 other kids that live in a nice neighborhood. So now it's about in this capitalist society mm. whose house is bigger in mm. the subdivision and whose dad has the yeah. biggest boat and who went on the best vacation. And if you didn't do that, you're you suck, mm. Susie. Mm. You 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 might as well live in the hood with Pookie. Cause mm-hmm. you suck, and you don't have the resources to, at that age, to 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 troubleshoot mentally. You feel like your mom is just gonna tell you, like how I would do it with my mom. You know, like you're supposed to tell me that you're my mom, not knowing that what their mom is saying is true. Mm. So they, so there, it's just a lot. Like I can see, but it, it, and then mix it with because they feel like their mom is too busy because she's taking care of Johnny Jr. and Terry, I'm going to sit in my room all day and play Grand Theft Auto. And what's and interesting... And my, my dad has an arsenal. What's interesting is... um, I shouldn't say interesting, but I, I guess... It, I don't know another word, but it is interesting. Um, These kids are about to go to, like, a whole other paradigm. Yep. They about to go to, like... Their paradigm about to shift. It is. And not only is their paradigm going to shift, but the kids that they harmed paradigm shift. That town's paradigm is about to shift. Like, you see how they said they put those other schools on lockdown? Yeah. That's like, to me, when I hear that, that's cold word for like, we about to start putting the rest of y'all schools on lockdown around the country. Oh, 100%. Like, I, um, I went and surveyed this school district last week. And they said that their, uh, I think over half their budget for capital improvements is going to upgrading their security system. They said, like, when you walk into the, the listeners can't see me, but they basically have cameras in this school district, you know, white school district, where, you know, it's a camera that sees you from the front and it's a camera that sees you from the back. And that's like, and that's like, and it's like, and say if it's the auditorium, there's like six cameras that are front to back in, in one auditorium. So they can see what you're doing from every single angle, except they, they got a lab, except the bathroom. But they already have that in place. They already had the cameras in place. Mm. But their whole budget this year is still going to security upgrades. Well, part of, um, like I said, the whole pre-crime thing is investing in surveillance. And, and upgrading surveillance and upgrading real-time surveillance and upgrading the the intensity and depth and realness of the surveillance and the quantity of the surveillance and the frequency, 
frequency of the surveillance so that we'll literally be conditioned to being surveilled 100% of the time that we're living. I have no someone who says they're perfectly okay with that because they're not doing anything wrong. I'm like, dude. This well, this is what <laughs> they sell people on. Like, if you're not doing anything wrong, but it's so that people can give away their privacy. I'm, I'm cool on, I'm, I'm, we've lived in an era where we couldn't be, uh, we couldn't be private, right? Because that's just how we were living. Like, I think, I, you know, I try to a- ask my question as privacy, like, privacy. But I remember reading, I remember watching Bloomberg maybe five years ago. And there was a segment on there about the age of transparency. And that transparency from a psychological perspective is the new cool. Like, mm. and that... I didn't know how to take that in like one, because like there's parts of me that are introverted, which I think is all of us. Like we all have like this, like being inside of us that only knows what that being is saying. Right. Um, But the age of transparency is the basically five years ago, the lady was saying like that was going to be the new cool. Like that's mm-hmm. the new black, the age of transparency you, you, that you should be able to be free and and feel cool within yourself that like, you know, you should be trans. You know, you should be okay with being transparent as possible. As mm-hmm. much transparent transparency as you can live, how you can live with as much as transparency you can live with. That's the way you should be thinking. And to me, that is a setup for giving like that. To me, back then, I didn't know how to articulate it, but I'm like, I see what she's saying. Like, there are some people that need to be more in their own skin when it comes to being like transparent. But I don't think that like that should be like the wave. It's just like to be willingly be all transparent because transparency is equivalent to information. And just because that goes back to what we were just talking about, like just because someone is being transparent with that information doesn't mean that you have the ability to take that information and do what you want with it. Oh, how about all these phone companies? T-Mobile, AT&T, Sprint, and whatever the other one is, um, just got this lawsuit, this federal lawsuit, because they basically sold all our information to law enforcement companies without our permission. So they literally just like like sold all our info like for your location data to like all these law enforcement, th- through your location data to all these law enforcement agencies. Yeah. Like you said, that's the the wave of 5G. The car is connected. They're sending you reports telling you, you this month, you, 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 you buckle your seatbelts this amount of time versus this amount of time. Um, You leave your car door unlocked this amount of time. Even just from the iPhone, like here, every Tuesday, it it sends, it gives me the three addresses that they know that I'm going to go to on a Tuesday and how much time from where I'm going to be is going to take me. Like it, it maps out my whole day for me on, mm-hmm. on, on, on based on my high frequency days. It, it, it tells me in the time frame where I'm going to be and what time I need to be there and what time I need to leave where I'm at to get there. Yeah. That's and, crazy. You know, it's interesting um, how much privacy people are willing to give up because they say, Oh, I'm, you know, like you said, um, I'm not doing anything. But, you know, we're going to start seeing a lot more buckle down on what they're calling pre-crime. 
I believe it. Pre-crime is like the new wave and they're going to just be trying to predict if somebody's going to commit a crime based on their credit score. Based on You think I'm yeah, kidding? No, I'm laughing, but I'm not I don't think you're based kidding. Based on where they live. It's real. It's just based funny. on where they shop. Based on where they eat. It's happening based now. Based on Yeah, so this is and then they're going to stop you and arrest you because you might commit a crime. Detain you because you might commit a crime. What yeah, get you on record? Because you might commit a crime. You seen and a minority the, report? This is the age of pre-crime. It's exactly minority report. They frame. Remember, they use that right. The age mm-hmm. of transparency and mm-hmm. pre-crime, and they framed him. Yeah, that's what's about to be happening to folks. That's crazy. Even in this, oh, oh, we're gonna be transparent. We're gonna, we, you know, give up your privacy. Like pre-crime, this is this is gonna yeah. help the community. They can still use that. To frame you, that racism yeah. is not, like you said, the robot. Exactly. It's just not going away. It's not going away. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Um, we have to fight against it. Oh, yeah. Warriors. It's, it's going like, to be difficult because, like I said, there's a lot of money in this pre-crime thing. It's a lot of money in this green light. It's a lot of money. They invest in police. A lot of money they invest in the military, war, weaponry. A lot of money they investing in prisons. A lot of money they investing in uh, all these systems to I'm, keep us. I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna start extra press. I'm gonna start fighting. Like, gotta clean. You gotta sweep up in front of your doorstep first, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you gotta you gotta get armored first, right? You gotta get before. You know, I, I decide that I'm gonna uh, go. You know, you gotta you gotta fast. You gotta do all these things mentally, right? That's what mm-hmm, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I'm about to stop. I've I've really have cut back on my my collection of trap music. Mm. I went on a little bit of a Jeezy tear maybe two months ago, right before I went off of it, and it felt I love his music, like Young Jeezy, because it was just really good street music to me. Because it was like almost like a uh, um an evolved Tupac kind of being able to articulate like the drug dealer's mentality to a point where it motivated you if you've never thought about selling drugs, but I'm like, I got to chill on it. Like, I really have to chill on it, especially being on here and then, like, just knowing, like, I'm not a fool. Like, I I don't care what anyone says. Like, it definitely has something to do with our outlook on things, even if, if, even if it's you being able to watch a video of a rapper who just got shot, like, flat out. Like, if you're able to look at that, like, you have become completely numb to that culture. Like, I don't even want to see it, you know? So, I can do better personally by... I'm not saying listen to all gospel music and instrumentals <laughs> and native native sounds or, you know, African drumming. I'm not saying that. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying any of that, but that's the first step I can take. And then find a way to, like, change people's mindset, not, you know, be manipulative, but on selling them on the fact. I don't want to sell. Do I want to sell somebody? I don't want to sell people. I don't know if that's the word, right words. Offer. But, but op- yes, offer different things like I love right now like this like age of like you know shout out to Piper Carter like this age of like a lot of people becoming more interested in what women have to say and so the next level is is like yeah now women are you know I think hip-hop always goes through an era of where like women are you know women there's like five or six or seven good women rapping and then it, it helps the underground layer of women but you know this is a this is another wave of opportunity like of Okay, like they had Remy Ma 
they had Remy Ma like go through and like go through like seven, six or seven like female rappers. I saw this on YouTube. And like she talked about him and like, you know, gave her opinion of each one of them and what she liked and what she didn't like. And then picked one that she thought like was the best. And so like even with that, like there's there's layers of like women in hip hop, as you know. Shout out to women in hip hop. Oh, wait, we got to give Remy Ma some love because, you know, she punched old girl Britney in the face. Yeah, like I love Remy Ma. And, yeah. and now she's back in trouble with the police. Shout out to Remy. I love you, Remy. Yeah. She's the GOAT. Well, okay, with that, we should probably end around there because the show's getting long. All right. But I would say, yeah, let's give Remy Ma some love. Shout out to I Remy. I really hope she don't have to go she won't. to jail to learn a lesson, um, which sucks because it's really sucky when someone agitates you, <laughs> and, you gotta- and you're still working on, you know, trying to get yourself together here. Yeah. And she's a new mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because it's about to be Mother's Day. Yay! Coming up this Sunday. What you gonna do for your mom for Mother's Day? Oh, um, not get on her nerves. <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of gave her a pre Mother's Day gift yesterday. Aww. But um, we'll do something. Maybe cook. Maybe make dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe go to church with her. We'll see. Uh huh. Mm, um. Nothing. There's no razzle no dazzle. I wanted to get her a puppy, but it's not the it's not the time. But did you see that robot puppy? It's only like six thousand dollars. <laughs> there's one for like seven fifty, seven hundred fifty bucks. You can get the cheap little one, or you can get the. If I get a robot, I, I like need the six thousand dollar one. Okay, yeah, I'm you should get her that one. Yeah, okay, in like twenty years. You might be years. able to get it like Friday. No, I'm straight. <laughs> well, for me, I'm gonna hang out with my mom um, and. Probably do the same thing. Probably cook. Mm-hmm. Talk, you know, junk with her. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, like, watch some movies that she wants to watch. She likes watching them old movies. You do, too. I do. <laughs> watch some movies with her and then, like, just talk mad junk. She loves that. And um, that's all she really ever wants to do is just, like, spend time together. So That's what y'all both value. That's what we both value. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. You got a cool mom. Oh, I love my mom. Thank you. She's so hilarious. I just, I really love my she's, mom. She's she love she stays she stays in the um she stays in the the present. Oh my god, she be telling me stuff. She be calling me, telling me stuff that's <laughs> current. I'd be like, how you know about this? And she'd be like, it was on YouTube. <laughs> I'd be like, oh okay. I love no, I that. appreciate that. She's super cool. Yeah, and um, also to probably yeah probably just chill with her, hang yeah. out, have fun. I gotta. You know, keep moms, you know, let her know she's valuable mm-hmm. and she lets me know I'm valuable. So, you know, I got to keep that going. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess next week we can talk about what we did on Mother's Day. How That's we actually cool. spent it. Is that cool? That's cool. We can start it off with that. Oh, my goodness. It's so much good stuff coming up this summer, this year. Um, And, yeah, I'm really excited about um all the stuff that that's you know, that we have planned. Me too. Oh, What's up? there's an event that's coming up on May 22nd. Is that the... Well, 21st and 22nd. The 21st is at the Tangent Gallery. And um, the 22nd is at the MOCAD. And I'm going to be a part of both of those. Mm. And there's a um, Berlin to Detroit um, exhibition and like music production event that's going on. So... 
really uh, want folks to come out to both of those. Is that a the young, is that the girl we had on the podcast? Not her. Um, a different woman. Her name is Nadia Says. Okay. And um, she's from an organization called Your Mom's Agency. Oh, all right. That's cool. And um, she is bringing this event. So on the 21st, we have some students from um, DSA, Detroit School of the Arts. And they'll be learning beat making from some prominent music producers. And um, we have equipment that we have for them. So that's going to be cool. That's a tangent gallery. Let's fly. And then on the 22nd, from like 10 a.m. until 10 p.m., um, we're going to have a really incredible special event that's going to be at the MOCAD, the uh, Museum of Contemporary Art and Design. Okay. And that's in Midtown as well. And um, that is going to be super incredible. Some great music producers. I'm excited about Cole Molina um, and, you know, DJs. Okay. And it's just going to be like a super incredible artsy event it's kind of like a pre-movement event because movement is like the 25th ah okay and so it's like a pre-movement event and um it's gonna be arts and culture and design and techno and it's just gonna be awesome we're gonna have you know panel discussions and exhibitions and djs and workshops and all that so Y'all got to come out, and um, it's it's a Detroit and Berlin connection, so it's going to be so cool. That sounds amazing. It's going to be cool. I'm really excited. Um, Yeah, I'll be able to tell you about, you know, that after next week. All right. Which means that we probably have to film or record the podcast on a different day. Okay. So, But we'll get that together. We still got another, like, week to figure it out. We got that. We're doing that on Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So this has been super cool. You've been listening to the Piper Carter podcast with my co-host, Brittany March. What's up, y'all? Yeah, that doesn't like social media, but it's okay. <laughs> and um, you could listen to the podcast on DetroitIsDifferent.net or any of your podcast outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And you know what? On Stitcher, you don't even have to have, make an account to be able to listen. Um, and yeah, check us out on social media. Detroit is different. And check out Piper Carter on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And we'll see you next week. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. I'm consumed too easy. Still somehow I'm necessary. Too way too heavy. Oh, 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 oh,
me go Black and part of earth again I help things grow Bright in the other sky Almost 30 feet tall Why do I feel so small? You can feel so powerful And feel no power at all Banana, banana They say I In answer, in answer But I don't know, I don't know I don't know, I don't know Banana, banana They say I In answer Go!